Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, my guest is a TikTok influencer as well as a YouTuber. He recently went viral for not showing the hole, but nearing his butt cheeks. We, we learned that you can't nair your, your ass hole. I wanted to take this episode to, to learn more about the, the man behind the ass and uh, learn what he's all about. It's my pleasure to have on the one and only Kevin. Leonardo. Thank you so much for having me, Blake. Of course, of course. I feel so honored to have been asked to be in your podcast. I feel so cool. Yeah, cool, cool kids club, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's start from the very the very beginning. You're not originally from the United States, correct? Yeah, I was born in Jakarta, Indonesia, hmm. in '98. So I'm 25 years old. Hey, there we go. And you, yeah. when when did you leave uh, Indonesia? I left Indonesia when I was eight years old. I came here to California in 06. Okay. I think, yeah, 06, 6 plus 2, 98. You didn't speak any English when you first moved to the U.S.? I took some, like, the the, the school that I went to when I was in Indonesia spoke, uh, like, taught some English, but I wasn't, like, amazing Mm -hmm. at English. And I would respond to, like, my teacher's questions in America in Indonesian and it was really embarrassing I did speak some English but it wasn't like I wasn't super fluent and I thought it was uncool to speak English in Indonesia because like no one spoke English there so I was like why would I have to learn it you know and so I would refuse to learn English and then I came here and I was like answering all the questions in Indonesian and people would like stare at me Mm. in class and I'd be like oh okay time to like relearn (laughs) yeah that's it's interesting because like when when people go back to whatever country their family like originates from there's sometimes there's an embarrassment when you don't understand your your family's like language. If like people are going back to like I've had friends go back to like Mexico and they don't they don't know how to speak Spanish or or whatever, right? And then yeah. you had the you had the um, situation of moving to the U.S. and speaking in Indonesian. So that's a interesting flip. Yeah, I definitely like I, I now don't want to like lose the Indonesian like skill or like I don't want to unlearn it you know like yeah i feel like when i was a teenager in america i was kind of just like oh like it's uncool to be to be bilingual like i want to just like have english as my main language mm-hmm. but as i'm getting older now it's like it's funny because like in the beginning i was like i don't want to learn english and then i was like let's just only stick to english and not know any indonesian and now like at 25 i'm like i want to know both like yeah. well <laughs> like i want to be bilingual it's like it wasn't cool when i was growing up to be like bilingual i guess um, but yeah, it's, I, I think it's a really special thing if you can speak different languages. I went to Japan like two months ago. I knew literally nothing. I mm. could not order at a freaking restaurant. I was really struggling. I was just Google translating everything. <laughs> and then I downloaded Duolingo afterwards. <laughs> so and does, du- does, does Duolingo actually work? Or, cause I've heard that some of the sentences don't actually really apply to real life or how does that? I, like, I thought it was fine. I only had it for like two weeks and then I gave up, <laughs> but I, I, it, it seems like a good app. I mean, people like talk about it a lot. People say that it's a really reliable source, a uh, really reliable teacher. Yeah. My mom has the app too, but I, I'm not really sure because I haven't really tested the my new language skills or anything. Yeah, I I took Mandarin in high school for four years, and I kid you not, I don't remember a single thing. So I... wait, so what do you what do you speak? I just speak. I just speak English now. I, I I don't know. Like I took Mandarin from like freshman year through senior year, and like the only thing I can remember is probably 
Ni Ni Hao. Ni Hao. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. You're basically fluent. <laughs> I guess there has to be like the right. There is also something though, like if you're moving to a different country and you're you're there long enough, maybe it's easier to learn. Versus like I was in a class full of Chinese kids who are, you when you when you're learning Mandarin in high school, like you're literally starting from like the alphabet. So for a lot yeah. of these kids, they already knew like <laughs> it was just like a an easy A. Yeah. So I felt like I had was, to like compete with them, and I just memorized yeah. it versus actually understand what was going on. I took Spanish in high school and I got a D, so <laughs> and I had to repeat it for a semester. Yeah, I took I it's took really Spanish bad. in middle school in middle school, and the only thing I remember is the the Spanish teacher was this Spanish guy and. You had to come up with your own Spanish name, and I I came I stuck with Jesus like Jesus because I thought it was funny, <laughs> but the the teacher was like the only thing close to to um, Blake is Blanco, and he was just making like a white joke, and I was like okay okay yeah. so that's the only thing I remember about Spanish that's class. A weird is that a popular that's not a popular name in Blanco Spanish. Like, it's just like a term to say something's white, right? Yeah. Or someone's white. So I'm like, why? It's not like a name, like a nickname, is it? I don't think it's an actual nickname. I thought it was. I think it was just being like a shitty race joke when I was like, oh, how, okay. how, how, how old are you in middle school? Like, what you're like a 12? 12? Yeah. So I was like, you're telling a 12, 12 year old black kid to call yeah. you, call him Blanco. That's pretty. <laughs> That'd be. I mean, that's a cute. It'd be a funny, like, ironic thing. Yeah. If your nickname is Blanco. Yeah, I I went with Jesus though, but then again, I don't remember any. Maybe I'm just not the type that can learn languages. I don't know. I think we all we all could definitely learn like languages. I think you definitely can. Don't did, sell yourself short. Oh, thank thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> how did so? How did you become fluent in English? Was it just like the the thing where you're just living in the U.S. and it starts to come to you, or did you have to like actually go to like summer school or anything like that? No, it was definitely just living in the U.S. and going to American public schools. Mm -hmm. um, it was definitely a little bit hard because my friends, like, I didn't really have a, a lot of friends growing up because mm -hmm. I was, like, a weird fob at this at the school. Wait, wait, what's a fob? But, like, it's what they call, like, when, like, immigrants and stuff because um, it's, like, fresh off the boat. But oh, I flew shit. Here. So okay. I guess it's not off of a boat, but... A lot of Asians like that come here, like come from boats, I guess. And so people call them fobs. Like I, if you're not from America, like you get called like a fob. Yeah. I so I was definitely a fob in school. Boats too, right? Who? Black people are from boats or something. But <laughs> I thought black people originated in America. Yeah, they came off the boat though. That's a bad race joke. We're, we're starting off to. Wait, did they? <laughs> what? Oh no. Okay. So the Europeans came via the pilgrims like. Uh, in the May weather, yes, and then black people. Wait, I thought. Oh my god, am I dumb? The okay, slave Native ships. Americans. Native Americans are the ones from America. Only Native Americans, right? No white people, no black people. It was just Native Americans, right? I don't know if that's relative or not. You know, I don't know. Like, how could there? I've. We're all. <laughs> this is not a social studies podcast, but like, <laughs> I get. Yes, there's Native Americans, so like they're from here, but like. Is it? I don't know if it's safe to assume that was the only race that's originally from, aren't because aren't Native Americans well, Asian too or something? No, I don't think so. I think, <laughs> I think it was just Native Americans. I think, I think, I don't think white people or black people were here, right? Before, like, until until the Europeans came and then colonized 
America. And then I think then they brought black people to the Americas too. And then it became like the three of them. Got it. And I think it, it was that. But then how did they, how did they get, how did the Native Americans get to America? I think they were just here, weren't they? Just, they just, or just, did they? They just evolution. <laughs> I thought they were. I thought they were like that's why they're called Native Americans. But I might be wrong. Maybe they are Asians. I I don't think so. Like Aztecs, I don't see them like coming from Asia. Wait. So suppose I think there's different theories, especially if you're like uh, religious or not. But supposedly, black people are the first type of people that originated from Africa, and then people yes. came from Africa. But then Egypt's in Africa, right? No, I don't think it was from Africa. I think like Pangea, like before before the continents like spread, I think it was like black people were first. And then it became once the continents like moved out, that was when people started to like adjust to the climates and then became other races. <laughs> Wait, so they just st- so you just started out but there was so it was still sunny or something cuz how are you going to be Yeah, I think so. Honestly, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I just know it's like Homo sapiens, and then it became all of us. Okay. I honestly don't know. Let's. I, yeah, I, I, I guess I really don't. I didn't realize that Washington until I've I've told this on the podcast before, but I didn't realize that when I was in, doing social studies in school that I was learning about like Native American history that was in Washington because there's the Pacific Northwest. There's so many. There's like Seattle is named after a Native American. Like all the places around the world. Oh, is it? I didn't yeah. know Seattle was named after a Native yeah, American. Yeah, Chief Seattle. But like, oh, that's so cute. I didn't realize any of. The, so I don't. I guess I don't really know where Native American. They just came from Pangea. <laughs> Native Americans yeah, I, came from Pangea. I don't know. Maybe you're right. They might have ca- like came from Asia. Honestly, I might be wrong. I have but no idea. Cool. I've never been to Seattle before. I really want to go at some point because I've heard such great things about like Seattle, especially in the summer. Like I've heard that it's like super green and like because of all the rain. Yeah, man. And stuff. This is like the first year I've gotten like an. I've got like the worst. I don't know if you could really see it, but I have like a terrible. Oh shit! T- yeah, like this is from Seattle. You do have a. You do have a tan. Yeah, from Seattle, man. Yeah, like it's been like in the eighties to nineties for the past like two or three weeks. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. So, so back on track. The Native American. No, I'm skipping the Native American. <laughs> so, so you you did you move around schools at all, or when you moved to the U.S., like do you stick in the same house your entire life growing up, or? So we started. It was just me and my mom when we first came here. Okay. Uh, because my dad died when I was in Indonesia, and I have no siblings. Oh I wish I did. Wait, how I'm old an were only you? Child. How old were you when your dad died? My dad died when I was seven, so one year before we moved to America. Damn. It was a sad time, but I wasn't really close to him, so I wasn't like, oh my god, like I'm so sad. It was more like <laughs> I'm sad now looking back because it's like I wish I had like a father figure, and I feel like emotionally I'd be more stable in relationships and stuff mm-hmm. if I like grew up with like two healthy parents. But back then, I, I didn't really like. I wasn't really upset. I cried for like. A minute and then i stopped crying <laughs> oh and uh and then yeah so we came here to answer your question we did move around a lot when we first came here we were super super poor because my mom didn't have a college degree and she was working like a bunch of jobs and she didn't even have like a ged mm-hmm. and so when we first came here we stayed with my aunt in a two-bedroom for five people so two-bedroom apartment five people wow. we shared like one room also let me freaking turn off my notifications it's so annoying um i'm back right you Mm -hmm. can see me 
So we first moved, um, like I said, with my aunt and my uncle and my cousin. And then when she started to like make more money working the three jobs and getting her GED, we moved to our own one bedroom apartment. But it was like just me and my mom in this like small apartment in California. And then like a year later, she got better. And so we moved to a two bedroom apartment. And then after that, she ended up buying a house when I was 15 with my now stepdad. Yeah. So this is the house this is that house Very that nice. uh, she bought and i'm really proud of my mom because she literally came here with nothing and she like has achieved a lot in a short amount of time i mean not super short but like it's really inspiring for me as a son to like watch her like like blossom as like a an immigrant yeah, man, and so sure. yeah yeah we did move around but we didn't move around too much we stayed in san gabriel california from when i was like eight to 15 and then 15 to now i've been in glendora ever since but i did go to college in boston okay. so that was the only time i moved like kind of far away for four years wait so why did you why did you guys move to california in the first place because of family or we moved to california because well i don't remember too much about it but in indonesia a lot of the people there are muslim which is totally cool like that's fun and fresh but my family's catholic and so and we also like are kind of Chinese. And so we don't look super Indonesian. We don't really fit in with like the, the bigger group. It's the most Muslim populated country in the world. And back then in like 98, 99, mm-hmm. like early 2000s, I don't think they liked uh, Catholics or Chinese looking people. And so they kind of like would harass. Wait, so you're us. mixed or are you Chinese? Wait, um, no, you're not so Chinese. So I took a 22. I took a 23andMe DNA test, and I'm apparently 40% Chinese, 40% Indonesian, 15% Filipino, and then, like, other Asians there. But I am a mix of Asians. I'm still very much Asian. <laughs> I'm, not like a, I'm not, like, a cool mix of, like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I'm Asian and black, Asian and white. No, I'm just a mix of Asians. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so they uh, would kind of, like, be upset when we would have family like prayings and like like church stuff and so they would like harass and i think they burned down like a condo that we had once jesus and they would like if yeah they heard us like praying at home if they heard us like loudly they would come and then they would like tell us to stop praying and then a fight would break out and then people would bleed that's what i remember when i was a kid wait wait so first of all i'm sorry but like First of all, that that should just never happen. But like, how loud yeah. is someone praying for someone to get pissed off? <laughs> I I think it was like one of those things where like Indonesia is very hot, and so we would like leave our windows open, and then we would have like a big family like kind of a party, like a church praying party thing. Not an actual party, but we would like you know, it's kind of like a like a like a religious. So there's like no situation. soda there or anything. No what? There was like no soda there, right? Or Maybe soda. Yeah, like a like a brain party. There's like soda and chips, and you're just... oh, I was like, wait, what? No, there would not be soda. It would probably be just like water and like maybe some holy water. I'm not really. I honestly forgot like exactly what was going on. Yeah, in these family like prayer sessions, but basically we would pray, and then the Muslims would come. Oh, no hate to the Muslims at all. I just I, I get guys. like if you want to keep. You know, it's a very, it's a very religiously charged country. So I understand like the vibes and, you know, a lot of, I'm not saying that like, like, yeah, we had some struggles there, but there's a lot of countries that are worse. You know, there's like people that like literally get like 
killed if you're not like a specific religion or if you're gay or whatever you know so i'm grateful to to like i'm grateful that nothing that bad happened with the muslims and the catholic you know family and stuff so i'm glad the dynamics weren't that bad i'm sure it's better now in indonesia um but back then it was not wait you didn't hear about the big reason why we were here you didn't hear about the indonesian protest that just happened no, I'm I just, don't. I'm just kidding. Really kept, I don't, oh, I am not kept up to date with Indonesian news. Wait, so are you are you still Catholic or how does that work? So I do have a cross right there, but I stopped being religious when I was like in high school because I got sick of like the religion. I'm agnostic now. I wouldn't say I'm like fully far off, but I do want to get back in touch with my spiritual, like with my spiritual side and stuff. I don't know when that is, but I'm definitely more agnostic now. I'm not an atheist. I don't think I am. Okay. Um, but when I was in high school, I like had resentment towards the church because I don't know if you know this, but like when I was six, I got like molested by a pedophile and yeah, by man. like my neighbor who was also six. So it was like two different situations. And when I told my mom what happened, she like kind of conflated the two situations and she kind of like saw a big part of what happened to me as like, my fault and so i had to go to the catholic church and i had to like confess to a priest and so i think that was like the first thing that happened to me when i was a kid that caused me to kind of resent the religion and the church and when i came here a lot of the people at church like the churches that we would go to Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be cool people i don't like the church people that I have met and the people that I have talked to the specifically the Indonesian churches, because I feel like they're very judgmental people. And especially now, like now that I'm like out and gay yeah, and publicly very gay, I don't know if that would be tolerated. And so <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I'd be judged even if they like are cool with me. I, I feel like they would like still make me feel weird. So I do have like some resentment towards that community but i'm open to reigniting it and like you know being you i feel like all of our like relationships with god or like relationships with religion are very personal and they don't have to be like a whole community thing you know like if you believe in something you can just do whatever you want with it are you religious no man fuck that but do you do do you think like the the priest was like not to make light of terrible situation that happened to you but like do you feel like the priest was like jealous that he didn't touch you or what do you think (laughs) that is so crazy that's so funny actually because that's such a thing that happens fuck those Um, guys fuck catholic i mean you know what i have some catholic friends i'm not gonna say fuck catholic people but come on yeah religion's kind of weird insane though that they like there's a lot of priests that like touch little boys yeah man it's it's insane i've heard the craziest stories and it's like I'm I'm grateful that you know that never happened to me like but with a priest because that would make me hate the church even more. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's a horrible thing that is unfortunately still very common in life. I people like I don't understand why people have to molest. Like, find someone your own age <laughs> that like would consent. Yeah. It's so weird to me when people like are into doing stuff with like younger people or like with um, people without their consent because. I can't even imagine being happy doing something that intimate with somebody that like doesn't want to do it with me or like someone that isn't like it's gross. within my age range. Like that's crazy to me. Like, like, I don't know, like even just like 
I don't even like touching people without their consent. Like hugging, I, I don't want to like be so touchy. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just too, like I'll hug as a greeting, but like I I always feel like self-conscious. I don't ever want to like harass someone or like make someone feel uncomfortable. So yeah. I don't understand how like you could even do that to a child. So it's, it's, that's like insane. To yeah, me. it's definitely like more than like a few screws loose if you're into kids, you know? Yeah, it's it's crazy. And I can't believe that like when I started, started to share my story with, people in college and stuff because it was a secret for a long time but then when i went to college it stopped being a secret a lot of people so many people were like hey you know i like i'm so glad you told me that because the same thing happened to me and i'd be like that's that's the craziest thing that like i've ever had to go through when it comes to like talking to people about my stories because the amount of people that have like reached out and been like hey you know like i've never told anyone this before but the same thing happened to me and i'd be like oh my god like I I can't believe it, but I can yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I I, I watched uh, quite a few of your YouTube videos, and it was interesting that you you made, you made a video about fighting between was it nature versus nurture with um, yeah sexually, you know. So that's that is, that is crazy. That definitely is something that's got to until you figure it out and like know yourself. That has to like definitely um mess with you. Yeah, it's 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 crazy that you bring that up too. The nature and nurture thing because a lot of people ask. Uh, gay people and just people in general like there's a weird narrative that goes on because it's like a lot of people ask gay people like oh no a lot of people assume that gay people are gay because they've been molested in the past and that's how like gay people reproduce which i can understand to a degree because the truth is a lot of people you know have been assaulted before and have been molested and that's a horrible thing but i feel like it's a little bit unfair to say that like every gay person must have been molested before because then you make the people you make the people that like have never been molested before that are gay feel bad (laughs) because then they're like oh am i just naturally gay and without being molested like am i a weird person and you also don't take into consideration like all the straight people that have been molested before by people of the same sex and ended up being straight so i i feel like it's a really complicated uh nuanced situation because for one, I don't know if I'd be exactly who I am today if that didn't happen to me. But am I going to like dwell on that and be like, oh my gosh, like if I had never, if that ever happened to me, I'd be so straight right now. Right. Girl, I don't think I'd be, I don't really don't think so. Like, yeah. I feel like, like I really <laughs> don't, I don't think if I, like, if I've never been touched by a man as a kid, me with a coochie today, I don't see that happening, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think also like, that this that like doesn't count for the people that are also like maybe asexual from having a fucked up experience. You know, there's like so many, yeah. there's so many things. So I don't know. That's such an old way of thinking. Also, especially well, I'm also talking from someone who's like in the middle of like Seattle right now, where you can be whatever you want. I'm like, I don't think gay people are made by being <laughs> molested, which is yeah, fucked. definitely. So so you uh, you moved around you you learned the the english language the english the english language the english and, and then uh, you went to were you were you a good student like did you you went to college i'm guessing like you were a good student in high school or no i was the worst student in high school i literally i don't even know how i made it to college but i'm grateful <laughs> that i did i didn't really do much in college to be honest i mean that's my degree right there i went to boston university um for film and advertising so still kind of on brand i would not say i'm a good student i i think i was decent but i definitely cheated a lot in high school and in college i kind of just went to like hang out with my friends and meet people (laughs) i didn't really really do a lot of studying per se 
um, do I regret the college experience? Absolutely not. I loved my college experience. I love the friends that I've made in college and mm. I'm still friends with a lot, a lot of them today, but I'm just not the type of person to thrive sitting down, taking tests and sitting in a class and having a teacher tell you like, Oh, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. I definitely learned the best, like from just doing things and just like trying things out alone and trial and error. And like, I'm very much like a more hands-on type of person. I learned yeah. more from TikTok and YouTube and from like selling my own products than I ever did in a class, if I'm being real. Yeah. I so, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I could say that like, if I went to college, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So like I, I promote, I don't, you know what? I want to say I promote don't go to, go to college, but like if you don't feel like you want to go to college or don't think it's necessary, then don't go. So, but I completely agree. What what caused you to go to Boston though? That seems pretty far from California, right? Yeah, it's across the country. Yeah. I chose Boston because I didn't have the best relationship with my mom or my stepdad when I was growing up, and I kind of was also bored of like. I grew up in San Gabriel, California, so everyone's Asian mm -hmm. and everyone's like, not that it's a bad thing, but everyone's like into the same things and into going to the same school and like going to raves. Like it's a very SoCal Asian thing to go to a UC, like a UC UCLA, mm -hmm. UC Berkeley, you know what I mean? And like keep the same friend group and go to raves and pop Molly on the weekends. And I was just not like that at all. And I just, not to be like, I'm not like other Asians, but <laughs> I definitely just didn't like fit in at all. And I'm not saying that to be like, I'm so much better. Like that is not what I'm saying at all. Like I'm not better. I'm just saying like, I didn't fit in. I didn't really have like a, a group of people that I felt fully comfortable like with. Mm. And I just really wanted to get away and to restart my life and to meet new people and to be away from my parents if I'm being real. Yeah. But that ended up being the best thing that could happen for me and my parents because now my mom is my best friend and I needed the space to grow on my own and to like learn and make mistakes far away from like the environment that I kind of grew up disliking. <laughs> no, for sure. The, the baby bird yeah. has always has to leave the nest, I feel like, you know? Yeah. So It was really important for me to leave. Yeah, 100%. So why why film and advertising? I initially wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew that I liked attention. That was the, the, the thing that I knew I liked. So I was like, oh, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, then I should just act. Um, mm -hmm. I should be an actor, like be a movie star. And so I was like, oh, what if I just studied film? And I, could, I love movies and I love TV shows. Um, and then it ended up being that I learned that I didn't want to be an actor and I just wanted to, I don't know. I think it was the cool thing like now. And even back then for me, I've, I've always been drawn to marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was into the classes that I took because school, like college advertising lessons are all like billboards and like commercials. And I feel like that's kind of like not the landscape that we're in as much now. It's still very important, but that's what I learned in college. Um, Regardless, though, I've, I was always drawn to advertising and mm -hmm. film, uh, not necessarily commercials, um, but yeah, I liked attention a lot and I loved cameras. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to be like behind the camera. I liked I like writing a lot, too. Mm -hmm. I love writing. Uh, so like I, that was kind of like what drew me to that specific 
sector of like the school. It was a school of communication. And so I, I felt like that was what I should do right. in college. And yeah. what, what would you say your relationship with attention is? Do you think it's like a healthy thing, unhealthy thing? Should people want attention? I guess if you're like, even us talking right now, like there's going to be attention. So like if you are in media, you to a certain extent, you need attention to gain traction and make money. But like, what, what what's your relationship with attention? That's a really good question. Um, I did not have a good relationship with attention before. Mm. I think when I was in high school, when I was more immature and I didn't really know life and like business and anything, I kind of just like fucked around with my friends and like people at school and just to like do shit to like have people talk about me. Mm. It was never a good thing. That was definitely like toxic. Like I would start shit. I would gossip. It was like very much immature high school stuff. My relationship with attention now is a lot healthier for sure. Like obviously I wouldn't like you can take it to the extreme and like there's a lot of people that like crave attention so badly they go and shoot schools and they're like oh i just wanted the attention i wanted to be famous yeah. or like they like are killers and or what about they're that? like oh my gosh like what about that one guy that um who was that guy that recently it was like i guess it happened in 2021 but the guy that like crashed his airplane for youtube views what i don't even i've never heard of that did he what? pass away no so basically you didn't hear about this this youtube no i didn't like he pretended like his airplane was crashing and he jumped out of it but he had like a GoPro on, so he was like filming the entire thing and crashed his airplane for views, but then like the government caught on to it and now he's going to prison for like up to twenty years. But wait, why is he going to prison? Because you can't crash an <laughs> airplane because that's like that's like dangerous. Like Oh, like his whole his own airplane? Yeah. Or like so it was I think it was his airplane. airplane. No, it was his airplane. But like that's like that's like public endangerment. Like he didn't know where yeah. the plane was going to... That could have like killed a whole town or something. I have never heard of that before. I might look it up later. I have to send, what? You insane. didn't hear about that? I have to send you that. No, I didn't. That's insane. Damn, wait. So, that, But that's not cool. I'm definitely not that. <laughs> that I don't... I am not that at all. <laughs> yeah. So so, so, so you, you graduate from... Wait, how long were you in college for? Like, How long did it take you to get your degree? Uh, four years, the okay. normal amount, I guess. So you, you graduated in like what, when you were 20, 21? And then... I graduated when I was 22. 22. Oh, 22. Yes, actually, that's yeah, that seems correct. So, and then did you move back into family or what was the next step after that? So I was supposed to be with my friends in the East Coast and hang out there and figure out my life there. Mm-hmm. But um, my senior year, like four months before my graduation was COVID and they mm-hmm. sent me home before... I finished my year. And so I just got sent home during spring break and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was seeing this guy who lived in LA. I had been seeing him for like two years at this point and it was COVID time. It was like lockdown and TikTok was blowing up. And so I was kind of just like, well, you know, I was going to, I wasn't sure what I was doing anyway. I'm, I want to keep fucking this dude and I want to like start making videos online. And so I was like, I'll just stay home. I get to save some money. And I also want to see this guy. <laughs> and yeah, um he was a big inspiration for me at the time and even now he's still like my friend so i wanted to learn more from him and also like get my finances like together like post-college and stuff and it ended up working out really well and so yeah i went straight home uh even before i graduated it was like literally four months three months before yeah um 
during my spring break, my senior year. And I've been home ever since. But I do travel to Jersey and like New York because my friends are from there. So yeah, I go back like kind of often. That's awesome, man. I wish I had a budget like yeah. that to just go on trips. <laughs> I go on trips oh, for like two or... <laughs> But it's not like I mean a, a flight <laughs> ticket's not that expensive. I know, I'm just fucking with you, but um, that's 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 <laughs> that's cool. So you you moved back to home, and when you started making online videos, was it more of a more of a thing that you like had a business plan behind it, or were you just doing it just to like fuck around at first? So at first it was just fucking around. Yeah. At first it was um I just made random dance videos with my friends, like you know <laughs> the typical dance videos. Yeah. And then uh towards the end of 2020, I made a video, my first video talking about my like situationship with the guy that I just told you about. Yeah. Who um didn't know that I was making videos about him, but I was making videos about like just being sad that he's not my boyfriend. Uh-huh. He was this dude in like an open relationship with somebody else and I was in love with him. I lost my virginity to him. And so I was really sad that he wasn't mine. I was like posting about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And once those videos like caught on, there was one day where I like showed up at his place and I was like, hey, you know, I want to tell you something. I made some videos about you and they got like 50,000 views. I'm literally <laughs> famous. And he was like, oh, you know, like, I thought he was going to be upset, but he was like, he's like this big, like marketing dude behind the scenes. And so he was like, Kevin, like, don't stop. Like keep making videos, like just let it take you where, like where it takes you. Don't stop making videos, keep being creative. And you can talk about me as long as you don't put my face or my name. And I was like, bet. And so I started making videos about him, (laughs) like just being in the beginning. It was like 2020, early 2021. It was all about him. Just like me being sad about this relationship this situationship and then early later on in 2021 people started to ask me questions like kevin like how can you be in this relationship how can you be so sad like do you have any self-respect and my answer would just be like well you know we're, we're having sex and it's really really fun and i he's my first and it feels really good and then people were like wait how can you start having sex how are you having good sex as like a bottom like that's like that's I've never heard of that before like usually it hurts and I'd be like well, it hurts I mean I prepare and then it feels good and then it ended up being like tips on how to have sex because people were asking me questions like hmm. how do you do this how do you do that and I'd be like well I do this and I, all of it's from like experience like because I didn't know how to do any of that before <laughs> yeah. either so you know I I I didn't have a Kevin Leonardo on YouTube that I was watching or on TikTok that would teach me these things when I was growing up and so it was all trial and error for me and then I started to give tips on TikTok and eventually YouTube to mm-hmm. all these gay people that didn't know how to bang. <laughs> and um, then it became like a whole thing. I, that was how it started. And then now it's everything. I, I mean, it's still very much kind of like in that niche, mm-hmm. but I'm a lot more flexible now with like what I post. But that's definitely where it started for sure. Gotcha. That's yeah, that's so when you were making those TikTok videos, was it like daily though? Or what is, I feel like some people are just hear that and they're like, Oh, I can just post videos whenever. And then it'll catch on. And then people want to ask me questions. And then like, how often were you posting? Like, were you pretty intense about that? I, I was pretty, I mean, okay. So in 2021 or 2020, I like would post, I would try to post every single day, but Mm -hmm. the only problem was back then, if I was sad about my guy or if I was stressed about like something else in my life, I would need breaks from being online and I would take like long breaks off social media. Mm -hmm. And so that was the issue that I had. I was consistent when I was consistent. And then when I wasn't, I didn't post. And so that wasn't good. So 
basically what, I, what I'm trying to say is like, you have to be like, what I learned is I have to be as consistent as possible. I can't just not like, I can't just go weeks without posting and expect to be relevant or expect to make sales off of my products right. or to, you know, progress. Like you have to be consistent. It, it, it almost matters more when you're like, when you're flopping and when you're, when people aren't paying attention to you, it almost matters more that you show up and you make videos and you make content because some weeks you're going to flop, but you have to just keep going because if you don't, it's, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> got it. And then when did you decide that this could be an actual brand for you? Definitely 2021, because that was when I started having my first product um, and having like kind of like a plan in my mind. It wasn't it was never like a concrete like, oh, I need to make this amount of money or like I need to have this amount of followers. Mm -hmm. It was kind of just like I'm going to have some products and then sell them and then advertise through my TikTok videos. It started definitely, I think, like later on in 2021. I did my first brand deal before I had a product. So my first brand deal was like in May of 2021. And in the, in the beginning, I thought I could rely off of just like getting paid via brands because that's yeah. what everyone on TikTok says. Like, oh, you know, I get paid from sponsors and stuff. And so in the beginning, I was like, let me just do that. And it ended up being very inconsistent and not sufficient at all. And so I was like, well, if I can't, live off of brand deals and getting paid from brands let me just sell my own shit and see how that works and it ended up being really good so and break down yeah. what is a for someone who may have heard about a brand deal or doesn't even know what a brand deal is break down what a brand deal is and like what does a brand typically pay an up-and-coming tiktoker so a brand deal is basically when a brand pays you to make a post for them so this could be either like you have a following and then they ask you to make a post about them on your page or you could make a post on their page and in the beginning i was making i mean i still don't make too much off of brand deals but in the beginning when i had like what fifty thousand followers mm -hmm. my first ever brand deal was for a company called kumo space it's like this like online chat room thing and they paid me i believe three hundred dollars for a post Got it. Uh, for one post on their TikTok. I mean, on my TikTok. Mm. And that was in the beginning. I think if you have 50,000 followers, I don't know if you can negotiate too much. I honestly don't. I feel like people say like, oh, even if you have like 50,000. I feel like people say like, if you have, even if you have like not a lot of followers, you should still negotiate and try to get a lot for your money. But in reality, no brand is going to want to pay you a lot if you don't have good engagement. So yeah. like, let's say you have 50,000 followers, but you have a lot of engagement and people like really love your content and they can see that from like your views and your comments and your likes, you have more of like, like negotiating power there. But if you're kind of just like starting out and you don't really have a fan base or you don't have like a, like a concrete audience that you can kind of fall back on, you're not going to make much off of a post for sure. Like in the beginning, I was confused as to why I was making so little money. And then I understood it's because I'm not that cool online. I'm not like that, <laughs> like popular. It, it makes sense. So when people complain about like, oh, it's not enough money, it's like, do better then. <laughs> that's like, you know, like that's, you can't really blame anyone but yourself. Like you can try negotiating, but they're probably going to say no if you flop that hard. Right. So yeah, that's basically what a brand deal is. It's when they pay you 
to do um, a post on your TikTok or on their TikTok and you have to kind of label it as like an advertisement or like you have to put like, oh, this is sponsored by this brand or like this brand, hashtag this brand partner. Right. So that's what um, a brand deal is. It's basically an advertisement for the brand. So I wonder if like, if you're an influencer, is it kind of mandatory that you're going to have to, one way or another, you're going to have to start connecting with your fans though? Because I know there's also the thing where people are like, don't read comments or blah, blah, blah. But I'm, I feel like if you're solely, like people come to my platform to like hear me interview people, but it's also because they're interested in checking out the people, right? And like, yeah. maybe it's one of their favorite artists or whatever. But if you're solely just the personality of your platform, to get higher engagement, do you kind of have to talk to your fans? I think so. I, I think that's a really important thing to do. And I think that's one thing that I try to really prioritize. It's not even just for the engagement. It's genuinely because I really think they're so funny and mm-hmm. they're so, they're so cool for wanting to listen to me talk. And so I have, you know, this was, I wasn't this like great with this before in the past, I would talk to my followers slash fans via Instagram DMS or via comments. Um, and I still do that now. I still respond to DMS. I still, respond to comments as much as I can. But I think what is working now or like what feels more correct for me to engage with my audience now is through either TikTok live streams or through Discord. Hmm. So that's kind of like what I do now. I still respond to all the comments and all that. I mean, not all the comments, because there's a lot of comments, <laughs> but I still respond to comments. That's like the that's like a basic thing you have to do. Like you should. Like right. you should definitely respond to comments. That's like already a basic thing. But um definitely live streams are a good way to be closer with your audience because they can kind of see a different side to you. Uh, I do love live streams and I love uh, Discord uh, or just it's really hard to have like a community vibe on Instagram mm-hmm. because the only way you can do that is via group chats. And that's like not very yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, but a discord is a great like place to engage with your fans. And yeah, I'm still navigating my way through like being really good with connecting with people, mm-hmm. but it is really important to know your audience and to like give them more than just being a personality online or just talking to a camera on the internet you have to provide more in my opinion if you want to be um one if you want to be successful and two just as a person like for sure these are people that like pay attention to you and like basically give you like your career so why wouldn't you want to connect with them like i feel like that's should be a a thing that everyone has to do if you're out here making content for the yeah. public and how how is your content able to be because you're talking about like sex education for the most part, how is that able to be on TikTok? Because I remember I I had this hashtag that I created called banned ads and I'd post banned ads and a lot of them went viral. One of them had like 8 million views and I got like 60,000 followers and I would find literal like banned Super Bowl ads or like just edgy 2000 ads that I know like people on TikTok would be like, what the fuck, you know? And yeah. I posted a banned ad that got me literally banned from tiktok and then like really? I lost, and then i lost all those followers and all the fucking interaction and i'm just like to a certain extent you see that like they have really strict guidelines yeah and then if you're if you're out of there you're out of there 
But then you see these fucking videos where like people slip through the cracks and people are like doing like breastfeeding videos and shit. You know, so I'm like, where does your where does your content fall on TikTok? And like, are you ever worried about even though you might be promoting like promoting like healthy education? Are you ever worried that? And even if you're not showing anything, are you ever worried that maybe certain words you say or something might get you um, striked on TikTok? Yes. Well, before I answer your question, I want to ask, what was the ad that got banned? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was, that sounds crazy if it's going to like yeah. get you permanently banned. What was the ad? It was a, um, I don't know <laughs> if it was a Super Bowl commercial or what, but it was a Pringles commercial where like every every way you can use a Pringles can. And like it was a literal ad that was made. Uh, and one of the ways was like, using it as like a pocket pussy one was like a silencer for a gun so it got Jesus. it just kept getting more and more intense but it was like all silly there wasn't like was any... it ex- explicit for the pocket pussy like you didn't really see the guy fuck the pringles can but there was like goo that obviously was supposed to be like come you know oh, okay. so maybe you, that but it was a pringles you, can you know did you appeal your band yeah i appealed it and they're like nope oh my gosh Okay, second second thing before I answer your question, um, are there actual breastfeeding videos on TikTok? I feel like there aren't. I could literally look it up right now. <laughs> I thought it was just YouTube that allowed breastfeeding. <laughs> no, it's on, it was on. One second, let me find one. Breast like if I'm gonna, I'm just gonna look up breastfeeding and I'll have to send it to you afterwards because it's not gonna show up on the. Yeah, don't worry about it. But okay, but, yeah, so let me just send you these questions. videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah there's like all these okay you can't see it from here oh my gosh. yeah you just look at breastfeeding and it's like <laughs> it's fucked that's wild but i mean breastfeeding i guess isn't even that it, it's not sexual you know and Dude, if you these... don't really see the boob like you're the baby is like covering and sucking on the nipple so you don't really see nudity. that's that's not what these influencers are doing like it's kind of it's fucking oh. gro- it's like they're it's like their babies there but they're just like their tits are out it's like it's fucked. yeah I don't know about that. It's, but... it's on TikTok. I'm saying I'm not saying I'm not promoting yeah. it, by the way. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just saying it's fucked up. So um for me, okay, so for me, like I do worry about my content to answer your question, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. But like I said, it's been a very trial and error over the years. So I kind of know what I can or can't say. Mm-hmm. The only thing I will say is I have gone banned literally like three, four times. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's from specific things that i've said i don't think this educational videos have ever gotten me actually banned mm-hmm. i think the first couple of times i got banned was from people misconstruing things that i've said and tried to cancel me and report my account and then i got would get banned for like a day mm-hmm. and then i'd be like hey tiktok i said nothing <laughs> and then yeah. they would put my account back my most recent ban was a few months ago i think this this time was when i went a little bit too overboard with things that i've said explicitly okay. because um you can't even if you're educational you can't say like for example like you can't be like boners or like fucked in the ass like you can't say anal like you can't say those things you you can't say like if i said anal fissure they would not like that or if i said like (laughs) oh like getting fucked in the ass like you definitely can't (laughs) be that like vulgar so i do have to watch out for certain things that i say i'm not gonna go online and be like hey i love dicks like i'm not gonna do that Right. So you have to kind of find a way to, even if you censor the words, if it sounds, if there's no like intent of like, if there's no educational intent behind it or like anything other than like to arouse people, it's going to get taken down. Even if you say, oh, I love the cockadoodle do, like you're still going <laughs> to, 
have an issue with TikTok if you don't like explain what the fuck you're saying. There have never been a video where I would go online and be like, I'm so sexy. Like my butt is so <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm so sexy. Like, look at me. Like I love just, it's never been like that online. So <laughs> that's why TikTok understands that I, you know, I'm not like here to, to arouse or to talk about penises in a way that like yeah. is like gratifying at all. So yeah, I do worry is to answer your question. And with YouTube, I even with YouTube, I worry too, because yeah. Like, even though I did show my bare ass on camera, I still worry on YouTube because sometimes I don't read certain guidelines, like, in detail. And so I did get, like, a strike for a thumbnail of a different video that I posted, like, a few months ago. Like, there's different rules on each platform, and you have to just kind of, like, read through them and really understand, like, your audience and, like... um, the guidelines for each platform because they're all a little bit different and i see a lot of people online going like oh my gosh like how is his butt video able to stay on youtube like mm-hmm. this is so crazy and i'm like i'm just like they'd be like oh but this other creator said one thing and then his channel got banned how come kevin can post his bare ass the thing is like you have to just read the rules that's kind of the, the it, there's no privilege that i had <laughs> like it's not like yeah. it i still get some stuff taken down you know like you just have to know what the fuck you're doing right and what what you're doing wrong so um yeah it's it's you have to just know the rules basically got it and then when did when did you be create the the youtube channel because even from like from the gate you got very like personal like personal personal with your content like in the first few episodes you were talking about like what happened to you when you were six and also, I yeah. don't know how many, if, I don't even know if you've like hid videos or not, if, or if those are some of your first or, or what, but, um, it seems like you got very personal, very quick on YouTube. So I was wondering like how far into TikTok did you decide to create a YouTube channel? So TikTok, I started officially, I think December of 2020 and then YouTube, I started officially September of 2021. So almost a year later I went onto YouTube I got personal really fast because I guess that's just how I am. And also I thought initially that people on YouTube would just be people from TikTok that mm-hmm. would come in and watch from like, like would switch over to YouTube, but it ended up being like, not like, yeah, people on TikTok watch my YouTube videos, but I, now it's more of both, but I think I did manage to somewhat get up a YouTube audience, um, like separate from TikTok. Yeah. So yeah, I did hide some videos, but not like back then. It was, uh, those are kind of the videos that like what you see is like how I came to be on YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, YouTube is definitely um, like a fun place. I do like YouTube a lot. Yeah, what what is your um, opinions on the different platforms and how they, the conversion for it? Because like just because you have a big following on Instagram doesn't mean that's going to translate to TikTok tiktok to youtube like what are your what's your advice for people who think or are trying to make that conversion a reality so this is a really good topic and uh this is a topic that i myself am working hard to do to even out like my platforms and stuff Mm -hmm. i'm not like i'm not like a pro yet at like making having an audience on all platforms i'm not like that i'm not that successful i'm not like that cool you know yet but um the advice that i have for myself and for anyone that like wants to be on social media for different platforms is 
you shouldn't, in my opinion, you shouldn't just recycle content. If you want to recycle topics, you can, but just know that like people go on these different platforms for different types of content. Like for example, I wouldn't just repost my TikToks on all the channels unless it's like you're actually providing other types of content in those channels. Like for example, like if I post on TikTok and it's like a specific style, what I post on YouTube wouldn't necessarily be the same exact style that I would post on TikTok or like the same length of videos. YouTube, I personally would want to post horizontal videos that are like a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can yeah. post shorts, but I don't really count that as like, you're not a YouTuber if you just post YouTube shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that is not what it is. Like you're basically just reposting TikTok, which is fine. You can do that. But mm. just know that like people on YouTube, if you want like a specific audience, you shouldn't just repost the same shit. Like I think uh, you post on TikTok, like the, you find your own style that works for you. Great go on YouTube, you find a different style that works for you, a different length. It has to be somewhat different in each platform. Yeah. The only thing that I have to really work on is Instagram Reels because I have no idea. Like, I do have an idea of what I want to post on Instagram Reels, but I'm not popular on Instagram at all. And I have just been reposting certain TikToks onto Reels because, I mean, I talk a lot on TikTok, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of different styles on there. And so if I feel like one is fitting for Instagram Reel, I'll put it on my Reels. But you have to kind of like understand and have a feel of like what your audience would want from each platform. Right. They're all going to be a little bit different. You should not just repost the same stuff. Um, you have to provide value in like different ways. For sure. So that's my, my advice for me too. Cause mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not great at that yet. And then how have you incorporated like your adver- advertising degree into your platform and social media and YouTube and TikTok? I honestly don't think I like what I learned in school. Actually, I take that back. I think the biggest thing that I learned from college that I still apply uh, to my work today is editing videos. Like I learned how to use Premiere Pro in college, Mm -hmm. but I guess I could would just learn at some point on my own. But yeah, I did learn how to use Premiere Pro in college and I did learn that's pretty much it because I like advertising they didn't teach you about tiktok or about youtube they just teach you about commercials and i i don't do any of that now yeah so everything that i've learned is from the guy that i told you about and from doing things on my own um yeah it's a lot of it was from that guy because he did a lot of like sales letters and like video sales letters and website building and uh marketing emails and stuff so i learned more from him Mm -hmm. than i did in college i would say and do you still edit on Premiere or like do you use just like the TikTok app or whatever app or how does that work for you? For TikTok, I always use the TikTok app. Got it. I think it's a really good editing platform. I love the TikTok app. And for YouTube, I always use Premiere Pro. Got it. Cool. And for uh, thumbnails and stuff, I use Photoshop. So mm. yeah, it's I love Premiere Pro. I love Photoshop too. I don't edit anything on like CapCut or like mm-hmm. um, the TikTok stuff because I just want to film it like right on the go, like yeah. right when I'm like filming it. I don't like recording off of like my regular camera and then posting it on TikTok. I prefer just like recording right away. Yeah. That's and what for, I prefer. Wait, for YouTube videos, do you use a camera or do you just use your iPhone? I use a DSLR. Got so it. it's a different camera. Yeah. Cool. I think that's important for people to know or note as well because like i don't know for a podcast studio like i always at first i would think that becoming a podcaster is pretty cheap but then when i look back at like how much equipment 
I have and use, it's it's actually added up to probably tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> realistically. Yeah, no, it's like it's uh, it's really it is like. I don't think people realize it's like an investment. Like yeah. if you want to, it takes a lot of work and money to get started on things like this. Like TikTok is probably the easiest one to start, but even YouTube, like you have to make sure the lights are good. You have to make sure your microphone's good. You have to make sure the camera's good. You can't just like, I mean, you can theoretically like just mm-hmm. prop open your phone and like talk, but I don't want to just do that. Yeah. So. For, for sure i care about the quality and i care about you know like I, I i care about that stuff and i think people should care too yeah um so yeah and do do you have like advertising budgets behind when you post videos or how does that work what do you mean like do you do like if you're making a video that you really believe in are you putting money behind promoting that video whether it's on youtube or tiktok no everything's Damn. been organic for me i've never spent advertising money on any of my videos that's why the only time i've ever received i've ever boosted a video is not even for my own money it's like a brand wanted to boost an ad that i did for them i've never spent money to boost the video that's wild so okay then as as a that's that's wild so like you've kind of like understand stood like the the tiktok algorithm to a certain extent and youtube like how did you what is your advice for youtubers to gain traction i think one thing that you do do well is like Dude, you you go straight. You're straight to the point with like how <laughs> how long your videos are. I've never seen a video you've posted be longer than like 20 minutes, really. On YouTube? Yeah, it seems like they're pretty oh, short and concise on YouTube. I don't know if that I, helps or. I do like to be concise, mm. but I don't have like a. I don't plan my videos to be short or anything. I just kind of decide on a topic and I kind of write out a few things before and then I just talk. Um it's not bad to make super long videos because you can do, you can monetize ads in between like your, your videos. Mm -hmm. Like if they're longer than like 10 minutes, I think you can do more ads in the videos. Um, The advice that I have for YouTube algorithm is honestly, I'm still very new to the new wave of like subscribers that I have. So I'm still kind of navigating my way through continuing and maintaining that like relevancy and like maintaining the, like just my life on YouTube. Mm -hmm. My advice is definitely, well, this is the advice that everyone gives. The first one is just to be consistent. So always like have a schedule, you know, don't just like, like my, my YouTube actually started growing a lot this year mm-hmm. more than any other year because of how consistent that I've been th- like this year compared to other years. So the first thing is to be consistent on YouTube, like whether it, like try to make it like, I don't know, twice a week is a good way to look at it. I think like twice a week of posting, um, I think the second advice that I have to give is if one video doesn't take off right away, try doing something else or try like changing things up. You know what I mean? Like don't be scared to change things up or like to talk about something else or to like see like, Oh, maybe I should try this thumbnail next, or maybe I should try this new title next, or maybe I should try um, this topic or this style of editing. Like don't be scared to try different things. Um, like one thing that I, yeah, I think that's the the biggest thing is to always experiment until you find something that like works, um, and to be consistent too. Yeah. What about it's, like, it's hard though. For sure. What about, do you ever post your YouTube videos to like Facebook groups or like Reddit groups? That's things I do, but I wonder like what is, and that's how some of my videos have 
gain success is by finding but it's also really different because we're very different content creators because i need that guest's audience to want to check out the content so i'm finding like um like for example i just had this hip-hop producer jake one on and like he was super close with mac miller so i'm like he talked about mac miller i'm gonna go find mac miller's fans and show them this clip right um but yeah. for you how how have how have certain videos gone viral? Like, have you done anything? Like, have you, you said you like read guidelines. So I kind of understand that with the Nair video a little bit, but like, are there certain like tricks or was it kind of just like surprising when a certain video took off for you? Um, first of all, I think that's a really smart thing for you to do to uh, go to like the groups of people and then like promote videos. I think that's a really good thing to do. So mm. good, good job. Thank you. And thank you. Um, for, the tricks of going viral i honestly have no tricks i i honestly have no it wasn't calculated in, in a way that like i did not promote that near video at all i just made mm -hmm. it and i um had been posting i posted one video of me shaving my butt a year ago um it did it did it didn't go viral but like it got a lot of views because i showed my bare ass obviously but that was a video like that I did like a year ago. And then someone recently I'm on TikTok, So people like watch me on TikTok, And then mm -hmm. someone recently, like a month ago, stitched one of my videos and was like, who's going to tell me that this man has his bare ass on YouTube from like a year ago. And then people started to go on to my YouTube from that video, from that stitch. And Wait, then from that point, I was like, you know what? Like that was a video that I made a year ago. And in that video, my butt was still very hairy yeah. at the end of the video. I could do better. And I don't shave my butt with that anymore with like with a razor. So I should update my butt shaving thing. And so I decided to make a Nair video because I was like, I didn't promote it at all. But it, it was just, it just naturally, I don't know how it got so viral. But um, to answer that question, I don't know any specific tricks of going viral. I just know that you should definitely just post like what you want to post and like what you feel comfortable doing because there are going to be people that like go like, Oh, like you have to act crazy or like you have to try something so wild to go viral or like you might feel inclined to do that. But in reality, what's most important is that you're posting stuff that you like and that you believe in and that, you can see yourself doing again and again and again and not like a one-time thing of going viral and then that's it. You know what I mean? So like that's kind of the most important thing I think is to not worry so much about like going viral, I guess, for people that like want to start YouTube. Yeah. It's more about like just um, posting what you feel is good for people to know and what feels good for you to make. So mm -hmm. you have to kind of find that balance. And I'm still working on that too. It's really it's not easy. Like making content is not like very easy. Yeah. You have to find a way to enjoy it for sure. And it's interesting. I've never seen someone take the approach of like some videos that you've made haven't hit. So you like maybe a year later, or a few months later, like you've recreated or remade that video. What was the thought process of doing that for some videos? Um, I don't know. I think, I didn't go into it like, oh, I want to recreate it to blow up more. It was more like, I want to update it because people were watching that video. Like mm -hmm. people were going on to that video like in 2023 
and my butt wasn't even that clean. <laughs> I was like hairless. And so I was like, I could do better. You know, I could like, I, I could, I have a better way of removing my butt hairs now. So I would, I would have made that video regardless, I yeah. think regardless of whether or not that dude was going to stitch me. So the thought process is just like, it's always been a topic that I talked about online. Like I've, I've always talked about butt hairs. I've always talked about shaving my butt. And so I was like, well, I've never talked about Nair on my butt before on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So why not? So that was the thought process wasn't so far off of like my usual uh, content. Like mm -hmm. it was still a part of it and it was going to happen regardless of whether or not that stitch was ha going to happen or not. So yeah, that was basically the thought process behind that video. And I would say, would you say Nair is like the go go to way to like <laughs> remove butt hairs now? Or I think so because a year ago, I it was just shaving for me. And when you when it comes to shaving, like when you shave super tight like that, and it's a sensitive area, like you're prone to like cutting yourself sometimes, yeah, and you can't really see like like you can't really see unless you have like a long neck. I don't, I mean, you know, <laughs> so you're more prone to cutting yourself. You're more prone to missing hairs. And sometimes it's just not effective to use a razor down there because those hairs aren't like your mustache hairs where it's like they're short and stubble. And so you can kind of just easily shave when it comes to like your pubes and butt hairs. Like they're jungle. I mean, mine are super thick and super long. And so a razor isn't always the most effective you know what i mean like i don't know if you know this but like for example like when it comes to like your armpits right they're kind of long you'd want to trim it makes more sense to trim than it is to shave so like with my butt hairs i would not go back to shaving and i would not go back to other methods because when i use the cream it worked really well <laughs> as people probably like know it worked really well. And the only thing I have to uh, warn people about is like, you don't want to leave it in for too long or like leave it on your sensitive areas for too long because yeah. you could burn yourself if you leave it on for too long. So that's the only thing. Effective wise, yeah, it's really good. And you get like a really clean, like full situation going on and it doesn't hurt. Like waxing for example will hurt because you have to freaking like rip a hole like anything waxing plucking mm -hmm. shaving that's not very it's not as painless as like a cream yeah you know what i mean like a cream is literally you put it on and you wipe it it's gone it didn't hurt at all so I, it for me right now as of right now it's definitely the go-to i must say what about those like manscape commercials have you ever used manscape I think I did, but only on my nipple hairs. I think I was like, I didn't know what I was like. I, I don't yeah. think I've ever used their creams before. I don't know if it's Manscape or if it's like man something, but I've, I've heard of that brand. Um, but I've only ever used it on my nipple hairs, I believe. I've never used it on my, but I'm sure if yeah. it's like a remover cream, I'm sure it'll work perfectly fine on your butt. You know, Nair isn't like the only brand that like has good creams i should try other ones more before i give recommendations but i'm sure there are other creams that like work really well, well I, was, I was talking about like the the manscaped lawnmower whatever thing you know those you know like all those podcasts and people are like sponsored by those like the ball trimmer things you never heard of manscaped i've heard of manscaped but, but i you don't know like the lawnmower know... thing 
Uh, you gotta send me that later. I think you don't know what I, the lawnmower like. They're like on the four point or five point oh or whatever. They're like razors things that come. I I never tried it, but they come out like every year, and like no, I don't think I'm familiar with that. That's why you gotta send me. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, let, let's. I've used a trimmer before, but so keep going. Sorry, <laughs> that's great. Also, I feel like saying nipple hair is more intrusive than butt hair for whatever reason. I just feel like I was really. Saying, I don't know. That's so funny. Nipple hair. Yeah. I guess everyone I have has nipple hairs. Yeah, me too, man. They're like I Wait, do you have like a hairy chest or do you like is it like hairless and then you have like nipple hairs? I'm like, man, I I I, I can't grow hair really. I have like three hairs on my chest and like nipple hair and then like I, I haven't shaved for my face for probably four or five months and this like dirt what? that I have on my face is all i have you have nothing on your face hey it's a like it's like it's not even a mexican mustache it's like just it's Wait, like nothing's there i wish i had that i wish i don't i grow a lot of hair here every day that'd be it's cool gross. right you could grow a beard out i don't i don't like the beard i mean you would look good with a beard i i would not yeah so we'll see maybe I'll, when i grow up <laughs> i'll get facial hair but yeah i don't i'm not really hairy i got yeah i've like literally it's a, of course an exaggerated a little bit, but like, like three chest hairs and like some nip hairs, and they call yeah. it a day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with this, let's let's briefly touch and like wrap up the conversation about the Nair video. Like you've you've talked to tons of people about it, and it's been a whole it's a whole thing. Like it, who uh, like have like let me see like, what questions you want to ask around that. First, who would you say gave the best YouTube reaction to the Nair video? YouTube reaction. I really okay. So, I loved Moist Criticals video about yes. me. I don't. I didn't know who he was before. What? I know he's super famous, That's but I wild. didn't know who he was. But I liked his video about me because it wasn't just like a typical like shocking reaction. He actually said some really nice things about me, mm -hmm. and he was like, you know, this is great. And I was like, oh, this is so sweet that he was so nice. And I I loved his video. I forgot exactly what he said in all the. It was like a, I think it was a five minute video. And I mm -hmm. forgot exactly like all of it. Maybe it was longer. It was like a, it was a longer video, but I forgot. I just knew he said some nice things about me. So I yeah. loved his response. I also liked that dude. I don't know his name. Kai Cedar. Kai Cedar. Kai Senan. Oh, CNAT said something about you? That, that no, guy. Kai, is it Kai something? The Kai that's on like Rumble or whatever. He's on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Is like he's... a streamer? Oh yeah. 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 He's on, I thought he was on Rumble. He's on Twitch. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, I liked his reaction because he screamed. It was like a really funny <laughs> scream and his chair like flew off. I really liked his reaction. I saw a lot of TikTok reactions that were so funny. I loved the TikTok ones. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them like were just so hilarious. I really, yeah, but those two, are, those two are the ones that I saw on YouTube that I liked the most for sure. I should send you, do you know, um, who, do you know who Meat Canyon is? No. Oh, that's why Meat Canyon's like Someone my... commented that person's name though i should send you that one i want to send you that after the after the interview meat canyon's like my favorite youtuber and that's how i actually heard about you because of me oh canyon. really yeah i didn't even know i didn't even know the video existed until he like said something about it yeah a lot of people have been talking about it yeah man how does that how does that feel now that like 35 million people have seen your asshole man it feels good like i love attention like i said i love it i love that people like 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 the video i mean i'm not saying everyone like liked the video obviously not everyone liked it there's a lot of different mixed reactions for sure 
but overall i think it's pretty like neutral positive you know so it's been pretty good i loved I love that I feel so much more connected to people because they don't know just my va- my face and my voice. They know my ass. So, you know, it's it's a level of friendship that you don't always have with people on the internet. Like, you feel like they really know you more. Yeah. Because they've it, seen your entire asshole. Isn't the, isn't the asshole like the window to the soul or something anyways? Yeah, I think, like, yeah, fuck the eyes and fuck, like, all the other holes. Like, yeah. it's the asshole is the way, the way to go. What about, have you ever done, um, what is that called when you, asshole tanning? You know, when you like, what is that called when you spread your legs and like have the sun like tan your asshole? What is that called? Recharge? I have never heard of that before. I should know. I don't. It's called recharge something. Fuck, I forget. It's like some weird yogi thing that people do. Charge your butthole or something. <laughs> I have never done that before, but maybe we should get on that. <laughs> yeah, come to Seattle and, and we'll, we, we'll... we we could also like do a visual guide. Yes, we'll make a that. we'll make a Patreon about it. That's one thing. Like, do you worry about the future of your content from people seeing your butthole? Like, are you worried that people are gonna box you in or hold hold you pigeon pigeonhole you? Are you worried people are gonna pigeonhole you for your your hole? Um, I don't, haven't thought that far ahead. I think I will be a little bit sad if I post other content and then people just want to see my ass. That's, that would make me a little sad. Yeah. They're like, show me your tits. You know, that's how they, (laughs) yeah. But I'm not opposed to showing my ass more. Like if it's for like another tutorial, like I'm not opposed to that. So it's not like, um, if they want to see more content of that, like that's fine. I'm I'm never going to be like, Oh, like a whore and go like oh my god like i'm so sexy like here's my only fans like that is just not who i am so i would never i mean no no judgment to anyone that is a whore or has an only like no judgment, <laughs> no judgment at all. Like, to anyone that's a whore <laughs> that's no judgment like i just am not like that's it's fine if you are like if anyone's a whore like that's hey, totally only cool. fan like, people are very hard-working citizens that yeah, they are. And that's, <laughs> I have no judgment. You know what I mean? But that's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. So I would be like, people have been asking me so much, like, oh my gosh, like, can we get another visual guide of your pubes of like your nutsack or like more butts? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, no, because I mean, if I, I, like I said, it has to be educational. Like for me, I'm not opposed to giving more visual guides as long as they're not like sexually gratifying. I, you know, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would, I, I'm not afraid that people will pigeonhole me because I feel like I can offer more for the world. I think I can, you know, I think I have it in me to make decent content, yeah. but I definitely have to work hard to ever try to beat that video. Cause that video went so viral. I don't even know how, if I can go that viral again, I don't know. Yeah, man, it's a, it'll take time, but like just keep going. And, but also like, how do you feel that, with 35 million people, I think from today, 35 million people have seen it. There has to be like percentage of people who've like jerked off to that. Like, how does that, how does that oh, make you feel? Yeah. That, uh, a lot of people like messaged me and told me that they like came to the video and I <laughs> don't really respond to those people. Um, cause it's kind of like, is that a compliment? I don't even know if that's a, I guess it's a, the thing is, here's the thing. Like, I think it's like, it is flattering if someone like thinks I'm attractive enough to like jack off to, but how I don't understand how people can jack off to that type of video because there's nowhere in that video where I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so hot. Like 
you know, like, this is my ass. Like, it's always, like, it's literally me remo- removing my hairs. So I don't find that, like, attractive. Personally, I don't find that arousing. Yeah. If I saw someone, even if he was, like, a cute person, if I saw him, like, like wax his ass, would I get a boner? I don't think I would. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's definitely a lot of people that jacked off, though. And it makes me feel not the greatest. I wouldn't say I'm, like, grinning ear to ear when people tell me that um especially when they go on my discord and then or they comment publicly and they're like hey i like just jacked off to your video i don't like that (laughs) i I think it's if it's in public i don't like it but if they dm me i'm like okay well whatever like you can dm whatever you want i guess yeah um and were you worried were you worried about posting that video like not virality wise but like strike wise or did you really look at the guidelines that seriously that you knew that nothing would happen? No, I didn't read the guidelines until afterwards because <laughs> I read the guidelines when they removed a thumbnail of, I think the thumbnail of that video initially was in, was in trouble. That was my first warning. And then they removed a different thumbnail from a different video. So I, um, I read the guidelines after the fact. And no, I was not worried about this video. The content wise, I wasn't worried because I posted a shaving my ass video last year. And that never got taken down. Got it. Yeah. And it was the same exact thing. (laughs) And Nair hasn't reached out to you yet. They actually just sent me those products right there. But they're not doing a paid sponsorship with me. They're just sending me products. Damn. That's wild. That's you like this is like the this is the start of something, you know? Like you this is like a huge jumping off point. So like I just want to say, like, congratulations to, like, putting yourself out there like that. And I feel it's interesting because you have, you've done it from the very beginning, too, which is commendable for sure. Yeah, thank you. That's sweet. Um, Yeah, I'll definitely keep going. Hell yeah, man. So with that, let's, let's ask, like, we have, like, one or two more questions. One of them is, like, what, what do you think your, your, the future holds for you? Like, is there already ideas for different type of content you want to make? Are there, like, collaborations or anything you're trying to do? Yeah, I want to stick to my schedule of posting uh, a lot. I want to post every day on TikTok. I want to post every week on YouTube. I mean, I'm obviously going to go on trips and like have breaks, but overall, I still want to stick to my schedule. Mm-hmm. As of, you know, for new content, I am kind of winging it. I am exploring new styles as we speak on TikTok, and I haven't really done YouTube brainstorming yet, but. I definitely am interested in like, you know, expanding and trying new things and giving people more than just like the same stuff that I've been giving like in the last couple of years. So for sure. And for collaborations, I, I, I've always loved collaborating with brands. So I'm excited to work on new collaborations with new brands and to get like higher paychecks from them because they yeah. know that I have more engagement now. Um, and in terms of people, I am having a lot of fun, just like talking to people like you on a podcast, which I feel, I always feel so special when people ask me to talk on a podcast, even if it's like, like just a regular conversation. Like I feel like nice that people like want to talk to me and they find me interesting. I think it's really sweet. So that's, I consider that a collaboration. I consider this kind Mm -hmm. of like a collaborative video. Yeah. So I love, I love these and I love, um, I've made a few new friends that, um, I make videos with sometimes on online. So those are fun collaborations too. Um, yeah, I want to just see what works and 
try to try my best to not enter like a permanent flop era. Yeah. And even if I do flop like in the future, I love posting and I always have loved posting. So it's not going to change. Like I was posting when I had zero followers, so mm-hmm. I'm still going to keep posting. <laughs> Hell yeah. uh, that won't stop. Like I've always, I've always posted. So it's not like, I'm not scared of like, you know, oh my gosh, like I'm going to flop and then not post. Like I, I think I'm always going to post something. Yeah. No matter what. For sure. Well, you've won me over. I feel like I've done my job of like uh, making you personable. I, you've definitely won me over. I feel like I know way more about you now. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks. With that, what is a, what is some advice that you have, final advice you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? The advice is definitely to just, you know, put yourself out there. Don't be like don't restrict yourself obviously if you are like crazy and you're a bad person definitely restrict yourself a little bit but (laughs) you know overall when it comes to like art and like content don't be scared to speak your truth not to be corny but like there's a lot of people that like get upset at me online or people that like get like get mad at other people online for having an opinion that like isn't the same as other people's opinions or having a way of thinking or like putting something out that's so like, I don't know, like people might think it's weird or people might think it's like, oh, like that's not cool. But if it's true to you and that's how you feel and you're not harming other people or yourself, don't restrict yourself because people will follow you and will like you if you're authentic. Don't ever be fake. I think that's like the one thing for me is like, if you're if you're fake and you're trying to like make content to just like with the sole intention of like pleasing the masses Mm -hmm. you're not you're probably not going to get super far unless that's genuinely how you feel on Mm -hmm. the inside because then people can see that and then people will follow you but if you're trying to like like mold yourself into somebody that you're not and you're putting up like a show unless you're playing a literal character you're not gonna get you know like let yourself loose like talk about whatever you want and stay consistent for sure but don't restrict yourself yes i will say 100 percent. and where is the easiest way for people to find you the easiest way uh tiktok is just the coolest kev or just look me up on any social media just type in kevin leonardo and i think i my face will probably pop up (laughs) um yeah so tiktok kevin leonardo youtube kevin leonardo Instagram, the coolest Kev. Um, yeah, it's just those platforms. Hell yeah. This is the NAS podcast with Kevin Leonardo.